Good evening everybody, welcome to the Game Week 15 knee-jerk stream. Game Week 14 has recently finished in the last hour or so. The next deadline is 6 o'clock on Tuesday, so don't miss that, right? We're in December now, there's a couple of midweek fixtures. Lots to talk about. I got my first red arrow for six weeks, so close to getting a green arrow, but unfortunately that... Um, that Harlan yellow card at the end of the game, instead of a possible assist, killed the green arrow. So it was very close, but it is what it is. I sold Watkins. That has been... That went about as well as I expected it to go. I couldn't believe it when he got the goal at the end of the game. I thought an assist, fair enough, right? It happens. But to get the goal at the end, that just really killed it. I think he got like... Um, I think he got one or two bonus points as well. So not great, but you know what it is? Uh, sorry, you know how it is? Sometimes decisions work, sometimes they don't. I think the worst thing is is what I said on Deadline Stream, which was, if Watkins starts against Bournemouth, this will look like a bad transfer. And he did start, and now Darwin's almost certainly going to get benched for Sheffield United, which is a shame because that's such a good fixture. we just seen Burnley put five past them. And then a Watkins is going to start against Man City. And then to make it worse, right? Man City, difficult game. And it's still going to be difficult. But Villa are at home. Man City don't have Rodri because he got a yellow card, his fifth one of the season, so he suspended. Doku got injured, and Grealish also got his fifth yellow card. So City are down a few players as well. So it won't be easy for Watkins, but I would not be surprised if he comes away over return. So before anyone asks me, do I wish I could go back and reverse that? Of course. But do I think I made an okay decision with the information at hand? Yeah, I think probably okay. So there we go. Yes, um... Darwin was not good. Yes, he will almost certainly be benched against Sheffield United, but I knew that when I bought him. So for now, I'm just going to hold on to him and not really panic too much. And just quickly on my on my uh, potential transfers, I could bring in Poro. I've got the money to do it. So Matty Cash to Poro, but then I'd have to bench Gay, who's got Bournemouth at home, or Gabriel, who's got Luton away. So I'm probably just going to roll the transfer, I think. So we'll see how it goes. Did I see Harlan's tweet? Yes, I did. I don't think he's gonna get a I don't think he's gonna get a ban or anything like that. I've seen a few people talking about that. I mean, I'm not surprised he's annoyed. For anyone that didn't see the game, right at the end, Harlan got fouled. The ref played advantage. Harlan got up. He played Grealish in, who would have probably probably been through one-on-one with the keeper. There was a defender quite close to him. So maybe that defender would have got back and stopped him. But either way, Grealish wouldn't have stopped his run like he did. Um, and so and then the referee blew the whistle which is absolutely crazy he played advantage they got an advantage and then he blew the whistle so instead of Haaland getting maybe his third assist he got a yellow card instead so it wasn't um, it wasn't ideal but at least we got a couple of returns Spurs could have easily lost that game but they played so well in the second half Haaland should have scored at least one maybe two in the first half he missed like he missed an absolute sitter. To me, it was basically an open goal. It wasn't an actual open goal, but it was close enough to be honest. Upset that I sold Watkins, but I uh, I have to manage Darwin for now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I did say I did say don't get Darwin if you're going to get kind of frustrated. I did say the first time he's benched, but I guess I could have also said the first time he blanked as well. Um, Harry FPL Harry said Ariola to Debravka. Probably not. I don't think I. I don't think that's a move I need to make this week. I'm gonna if I do it, I'm gonna sell Turner, not Ariola. I just don't see the point for an extra what? Is it like 0.3 million? 
I don't see the point in selling Ariola. He's a playing keeper, right? For quite cheap. So I would tell Turner to Dubravka. Like, I'm not against it. I think it's a perfectly fine move. But Dubravka's got Spurs away next week anyway, right? So you're basically using a transfer this week to get Everton away instead of Spurs away. Now, I absolutely think that Ariola will concede against Spurs. But I also think there's a pretty good chance that Everton will score against Newcastle. And once that happens, I'm then playing Ariola in game week 16 anyway. So is it worth a track? I, I guess the key decision for me, I was talking to Praz about this. And, and by the way, I think Dubravka is a really good pick. I think Pope, Pope's going to be out for a while. If you've got two free transfers, I'd definitely do it. If you really think your team's well set up for the next few weeks, you could also do it. But I'm basically debating, is Everton away so much better than Spurs away? I, I appreciate Newcastle defence is better than Everton. But obviously, they're going to be slightly worse without Pope as well. Is that so much better that it's worth using a transfer, or should, would it be better to have two free transfers in game week 16? I keep forgetting which game week it is. And I, right now, am thinking it's better to have two free transfers. And that's why I'm probably not going to get Dubravka this week, but it's definitely on my radar at some point. Uh, it might be that I roll and have nothing else to do, and then I get Dubravka in, in game week 17, I guess, at that point. So yeah, great pick, but I probably won't be getting him, I would say. Uh, you did Bowen to Doku. Well, at least Bowen didn't return, right? What do I think of Lo Celso? 4.8 million. He, he's okay. I, I don't think I'd be in a rush to get him. He has scored a couple of goals, though, recently. Dubravka better with his feet than Pope. But is he such as good a shot stopper? Again, like, I, I, wanna, I really want to make it clear. I, I do think no Pope probably makes Newcastle defence slightly worse, but in no way would that put me off any Newcastle defenders. They are one of the best defences in the league. And I do really like Dubravka, but I wouldn't be surprised if I don't bring him in this week. That's all. Uh, Watkins transfer is by far the worst decision this season. Ah, come on. You're the same person that kept saying you've got to do Watkins to Darwin. You've got to do Watkins to Darwin. You kept saying it in the deadline stream. Uh, any updates on Pope? No. And by the way, the Newcastle game isn't until Thursday. And Wednesday... Uh, sorry, so we won't hear from Eddie Howe until Wednesday. And the deadline is on Tuesday. So you're probably not going to get more Newcastle information until, until after the deadline. So I think Pope will probably be out for a couple of months. I'd be very surprised if it's any earlier than that. He'd, he's almost certainly going to miss the whole of December. You would assume... Um, and then with Gordon, I expect he's going to be fine. I think with Gordon, right, you don't sell him. He's an easy hold. If you're thinking about buying him, I would be a bit cautious, just in case he has a, a bit of reduced minutes for the next game. I don't think he's that essential for Everton away that you need to rush it. I, I guess another reason to not go to Bravka is just to wait for that Nick Pope information. But again, I don't think it's going to be... I don't think anything that can happen with the Nick Pope timeline can stop Dubravka being a good move. Uh, how are you so certain about Darwin getting benched the next game? We just played 90 minutes and there's going to be rotation. Like it's Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday turnaround. There will be rotation. It's not impossible that Darwin starts, but if I was putting money on it, it would be on him being benched. Uh, Palmer was benched. Yeah, he was, which is frustrating because obviously Brighton is such a good fixture. The good thing is, it did seem to be injury-related rather than, you know, anything tactical or so, or something like that. So I would assume he's going to be back in against Man United. Again, it's probably a similar situation to to Gordon, 
um, in that if you own Palmer, you almost certainly hold. And if you don't own him, then you can probably just wait and see after Man United. It's not like... I mean, Man United defence is not great, but I don't know if there's a rush to bring Palmer in this week, to be honest. Uh, please, please explain the Poro move. I just think Poro is great. And I just don't think there's a huge amount of like defenders that are dead certs to get clean sheets over the next four to five weeks. He's very attacking. The Spurs fixtures get a bit better. Romero is now back from suspension as well. So he'll be back for Spurs for the West Ham game. I mean, if you're asking me why am I getting Poro when I've got a defense of Gay against Bournemouth at home, Gabriel and Saliba against Luton away, yeah, that is a good point. I probably don't need to make the move. And that was part of the reason I did Watkins to Darwin, that I knew in game week 15 I could roll if I wanted to. Unless, of course, there was another injury or something like that. Which, so far, there isn't. But that could change, of course. Rank these. Johnson, Lacelso, Kudus, or Bowen. Probably Bowen, then Kudus, then Johnson, then Lacelso, I would say. Would you sell Ben White for Saliba or Gabriel? I don't know if this is the best time to bring in an Arsenal defender, to be honest with you. Like, after Luton, they got three fixtures where I wouldn't expect a clean sheet. Like, I do think... And I've already recorded some of the transfer tips video, and I've kind of said this on there. It's going to come out tomorrow. Um, I think, I think if you've got Arsenal defenders, depending on how your team is set up, you may well play one or two of them against Villa away and Brighton at home, and it might be a good decision in terms of your overall transfer plans. But I'm not sure it's a good decision to bring them in at the moment. Uh, surely you don't want to play gay against elite XG accumulator Dom Solanke. Oh, I said that on the deadline stream, didn't I? That Dom Solanke would probably be better than Darwin Nunez. I mean, Bournemouth are very good looking at the numbers. I didn't see the game. It wasn't on TV. I watched the West Ham game instead. But the numbers are very good for Bournemouth versus Villa. Maybe they're the real deal. Oh, that's a great point. That's a great point. How, how have I got this? How far into the stream are we? We're about 14 minutes into the stream. How have I not mentioned Charlie Taylor? That's because I've got my team for next week up and not my points. Charlie Taylor, 10-pointer. What an absolute legend. Can you imagine if I'd done what a lot of people said and played cash ahead of him? I mean, got to say, and I definitely wasn't the only one saying it, but the cash benching, that was well called. And the fact that Villa wouldn't keep a clean sheet was also really well called. So playing Taylor was great. Obviously... There was a little bit of luck involved with the clean sheet because of the red card. But also they were playing Sheffield United. So I don't think it was completely out of the question they wouldn't have got a clean sheet anyway. Um, so that 10-pointer was great. It would have been even better if Simakas hadn't got an assist because obviously Liverpool conceded quite a few. But yeah, Taylor, happy days. But I mean, at one point I had Taylor's nine points and then Gabriel and Saliba clean sheet against Wolves and that would have been a really good game week. But whatever, these things happen. Uh, but Charlie Taylor overall was was a decent decent call. Yeah, Jordan Bayer also did really well for anyone that's kind of held on to him for a little while. That United coach trip was the real differential this week. Man United was so bad. And I kind of get what certain Man United fans say on Twitter that, you know, look at the league table. It's not like we're miles off of, you know, teams like Spurs and Newcastle. And Ten Hag's got this great win percentage, but I don't know how you can watch Man United and think there's any kind of... It, it, I think it's a combination of things. I don't think it's just one thing. Like, Rashford was awful, and I don't think that's necessarily down to Ten Hag, but it's just like, you just wonder what they're being coached, I would say. They just... They were so bad against you. Like, Newcastle was so superior, 
And yes, Man United got injuries, but so did Newcastle. And yes, it was at home for Newcastle, and it's a difficult ground to go to. But Man United were were terrible. At no point did they look dangerous in that game. And at no point, apart from like a three-minute spell in the first half, I think, they didn't really have kind of any, you know, any length of time in possession, basically, is what I'm trying to say in a really bad way. So, yeah, Man United bad. Don't get, don't buy Man United players right now. I think it would be the FPL viewpoint. Rashford has been awful for ages, yet he's still being picked. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get into a massive conversation about Man United. Like, this is an FPL stream for the most part, and um, and no one's buying Man United players anyway. Although, I say it's an FPL stream, um, I'm already booking my flights to watch England uh, in the knockout rounds because we're definitely getting out of that group. Definitely getting to the... Well, I, mean, I, I won't say semi-finals just yet. Uh, Trent got given the assist back. What are your thoughts on that debacle? I mean, it's a definite assist. I'm sure it was just an accident, to be honest. Will there be a price rise before the next game? Uh, I would say yes. Uh, don't buy Kelleher. I mean, obviously, he conceded a lot today. I mean, he's not a good... Like, the more... You've missed Fulham at home now, right? So you probably shouldn't be buying Kelleher anyway. If you got him last week, fair enough. I probably wouldn't buy him now in case Allison's back in number three or four. McTominay was invisible. Yeah, I, again, I don't really want to get into a Man United talk now. Let's just Let's just all agree they're rubbish and there's problems there. Uh, bench gay or Palmer? I'd probably bench gay. Don't like I don't like benching attackers for the most part. A lot of yellow cards given out like Christmas cards this week. Are there any new any players we should stay away from? I mean Sterling's still on four yellow cards. I will say Trippier was probably a little bit lucky to not get a yellow card. Yes, so was Bruno Fernandez and so was Fabian Cher. But I actually think overall it was a good decision because the referee for that game try to keep his cards in his pocket rack because once you give the first one you've got to give loads of other ones in some games and i think he decided that he wasn't going to give too many yellows but there was one tackle from trippier on garnacho i think that in most other games he would have got a yellow and then he'd be suspended for everton away so just bear in mind for anyone because there was lots of talk yesterday in, in in discord on my youtube members discord about how trippier might now be essential but just remember, he is only one yellow card away from suspension, which anyone that owns Trippier is glad I've just said because it puts people off. But I do think he's probably not the best option to buy right now, in my opinion. Uh, FPL Clue, thanks for becoming a member. Much appreciated. I have Trent gutted when they reviewed the first goal, but it was definitely not his goal, right? From the from the replay I briefly saw earlier, it did look like it, it hit Leno, then went in. So it makes sense. Uh, rank the Newcastle defensive assets. Well, I mean, it's, it's trippier than it's share. I think that's obvious in terms of attacking output and nailed onness. And then it's between Liveramento and Lascelles. And I still think that's quite a close call. There's part of me that just thinks Botman's going to be out for ages. And I'm going to continue to um and ah about bringing Lascelles in. And Botman will just not return until January. But Liveramento looked good again playing left back. I just think there will be some rotation there with Lewis Hall. Not, I don't, again, it's not going to be like a every other game situation where, you know, Livermento plays one, gets benched, plays one. But maybe one in every three, one in every four or something like that. But he's very good yesterday. Uh, Nick, thank you very much for gifting that membership. Would I play Pinnock away to Brighton or take a hit to Brighton? No, I wouldn't take a hit. I would just play Pinnock. I wouldn't take a hit to bring in the sales to not play Pinnock. I don't think that makes any sense. Uh, cash replacement, I don't have money for Porro. Great question. Really, really great, uh, great question. I mean, there's so many. I mean, Fabian Share maybe. 
I mean, how much money do you have for cash? Because depending on when you brought him in, could affect it. I mean, you could go through Doggy, but again, I'm not sure that's the greatest move. There's not many 4.5 million defenders. Cole will, but you're bringing him in before Man United away. And I kind of just want to see one more lineup for Chelsea to see whether Cole will definitely starts or not. Because today he was always going to start because Kukurea was suspended. I knocked my headphones out there. Um, what defenders are people bringing in this week? I need some inspiration. I'm not quite sure. Because if you look at the... If you look for next week at the the teams with good fixtures... Like Arsenal against Luton, but we've just discussed they don't have good fixtures after that. You know, some people have just bought Pinnock. Ben Mee has just done really well, but it's Brighton away. Liverpool, Sheffield United away, but will Simicast definitely start? I'm not so sure. Man City defenders, maybe if you can get through blank game week 18. But of course... They got Villa away, no Rodri. Chelsea got Man United away. Well, I think Man United will score in that game. I mean, I think Man United will score in most games, and obviously I got it wrong against Newcastle, but at home I would expect them to score against Chelsea. So maybe Newcastle defenders? So you could go for Liverpool and Mentor Lascelles based on what I've just talked about. But there's not many others I would look to to bring in this week, I don't think. Uh, no Trent talk. I mean, a few people are asking about him. I'm not really sure what there is to talk about if you've got the money to go to trent great most people probably don't and you probably don't need to rip your team apart to get him in i would say i mean sheffield united away crystal palace away pretty good fixtures then it's man united at home arsenal at home not so good he's a lot of money i don't know i wouldn't um i wouldn't be too worried about trent to be honest like really good option anyone that's got a massive differential but if they've got Trent, they've probably sacrificed another player. So I guess it depends who you're having to sacrifice. Uh, so, Jao, thank you very much for becoming a member. Uh, thoughts on LaCelso? I mean, it looks like he's going to keep his place, at least until Madison is back. So potentially a really nice, cheap option. So I guess it depends whose spot he's taken in your team. Like, Could you have LaCelso instead of Cole Palmer, for example, if you needed an enabler? Maybe. I wouldn't expect him to keep up these uh, level of returns, though. It was a pretty nice finish for today's uh, for today's goal, though. Plus, oh, by the way, that's another player we haven't talked about. I'll come on to that in a minute. Uh, Jason Liu, thank you very much for becoming a member. Uh, Trippier, Alvarez to Harden, Lascelles, or Roll? Probably Roll. You can just captain Salah this week, I think. That's who, that's who I'm going to captain. Another player we haven't talked about, Hyung Min Son. No Madison, and what does he do? He gets a goal and assist against Man City. He loves playing against Man City. I said to Praz last week, if Son had scored, who, who did he play before Man City? I can't remember who it was. But if he'd scored in that game, we would have heard lots of conversations about the Man City high line. But because he didn't score, no one kind of mentioned it. And then what does he do? He goes and scores on the counter against, um, against I think it was on the counter anyway. Uh, out, out strength, he's, sorry, out strengthens? Yeah, out strengthen kind of works. Uh, Doku. And he was great. I just have no intention to sell Son whatsoever. Just like none, not until the Asia Cup. He might even be the best captain in game week 18. Could be a little, he did get an own goal as well. Yeah, he did get an own goal as well. But look, that doesn't happen that often. I think that's his first ever own goal, maybe. Is Son not a better vice captain than Haaland this week? Uh, probably not. I mean, I never really back against Haaland. I mean, you could go for that if you wanted to, but Salah should play. I mean, even Salah could get rested. If you if, like, if Klopp's going to rest somewhat, uh, if Klopp's ever going to rest Salah, then Sheffield United away, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday turnaround could happen. Oh, it was against it was against Villa. Yes, he was caught offside loads, wasn't he? 
Yeah, if he'd scored, we would have heard non-stop. Not, maybe not non-stop. We would have heard a lot about the Man City high line. I think Haaland's going to go crazy next game. We have to see him at the end tonight, captaining him for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty certain I'm going to captain Salah. I mean, yeah, he was annoyed, but he always wants to score, doesn't he? He had good chances today, just didn't really happen. Uh, Salah isn't getting rested, mate. I mean, Salah often gets a rest most seasons. Not much, but he usually misses the, the old game or two. So it could be Sheffield United. I mean, I would also put money on him not being rested. I'm just saying it's not completely out of the question that it happens. Thanks for the content. You're making this rough season enjoyable. Thank you very much. Glad you're enjoying it. Sorry about the season. Can you touch on how to navigate the Game Week 18 blank on a wild card? Well, when are you wildcarded? I mean, you should really be wildcarding in Game Week 19, I would say. And then you can just dead-end your team into 18, which basically means not really worrying about players that are blanking because you could just sell them and then wildcard them back in. So if you haven't used your wildcard yet, Game Week 19 would probably be the one. Uh, isn't Salah going to African Cup of Nations? Yes. But uh, people always say this as if, like, going to play international football is a break. Of course, it's, it's not a break, is it? Like, at the end of the day, Salah's either fit, uh, Salah either needs a rest or he doesn't. That's all it will come down to. I mean, many seasons ago, we heard Klopp talk about the red zone, right? If a player's near or in the red zone, then they probably need a rest, and they just have to rest them. So again, like I'm not trying to scaremonger here. I also think that Salah will start against Sheffield United, but it wouldn't be completely out of the question for him to get a rest over one of the next two games. And if it's going to be Sheffield United or Palace, you'd assume it would be Sheffield United. But of course, Klopp is not also going to rest all his players at once. So some of them might get a rest in this game. Some might get it in Palace. Some might play in every single game. You just don't know. Uh, finally here, what did I miss? You can just scroll, just scroll back and listen to it all. Am I definitely bringing back Watkins for game week 18? I mean, probably, yeah. But, I mean, let's wait till game week 18. I'm not going to worry about it now. Loads could change before then. Um, Afcon, I think the first African Cup of Nations match is the 12th or 13th of January. So, Salah might only miss one game, which is the Bournemouth away game. Uh, Cash surely has to go. I mean, it depends, doesn't it? I mean, I can put him third on my bench. So, I could just wait until next week to sell him. Salah, I, I love when people are so sure about this. Salah absolutely will not be rested in a league match. I mean, he's literally been rested last season and the season before, right? I'm sure if I go back now and have a look, he was rested in some matches when he was fully fit. Salah always gets a rest at some point. Like every player pretty much needs a rest, even Mo Salah. This is gonna, this is gonna be the, this is gonna be the point now where I go back and check and he didn't get a single rest. Uh, he might have been injured, but on the 4th of April last year, he only played 25 minutes against Chelsea. That was after 70 minutes against Man City. Maybe he was injured that game. I bet he didn't get rested in any other game, did he? He, uh, he didn't, no. Of course he didn't. Okay, maybe I've got it wrong then. Maybe I've got it wrong. Was that a rest against Chelsea? I feel like it might have been. 1st of April, 4th of April. Yeah, I think that was a rest. I think that was a rest. I'm going to say it was a rest to make myself feel better. He didn't actually get arrested over Christmas, though. What an absolute machine Salah is. There you go. It was a rest. Phew. I knew he'd been rested at least once. What about the season before? Let me have a look. Let me have a look. Was he rested at Christmas the season before? No, he wasn't rested at Christmas. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. He did get rested in the Leicester game when he came back from African Cup of Nations. And he also got rested against Arsenal uh, in March. So he does get the odd rest. 
But either way, I'm captain in Salah this week, so that tells you how how worried I am about the rest. Salah has been rested in the Merseyside derby twice, but he never gets rested. Salah, uh, Palace away, I remember a few years ago, he came on and scored two. Yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing. Uh, you know Douglas Luiz is going to score two penalties next match. You're going to have to hear it. Probably, yeah. Probably. I mean, to be honest, I take two Douglas Luiz penalties over two goals from Watkins. Absolutely. Uh, less rest as he had the World Cup off. Good point. Good point. Anyway, he doesn't seem to get rested over Christmas, so we're good. Uh, this season is different because he gets rested in the Europa League games. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, we don't we don't need, really need to talk about. It. I don't I don't think it's a huge risk, and I'm going to captain Salah. Uh, Andy wants Douglas Louise in. I don't, but there were rumours this morning that Palmer was injured, which I guess did end up being true. But he was on the bench rather than completely out of the squad. So I was looking at replacements, and I couldn't afford Gordon. So I was looking at players like William and Douglas Louise because that's all I had. That's all the money I had. Number one in the world is the only manager so far to cross a thousand points and hasn't used any chips. It's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Is that when Harry met Sonny? Is it that team? Yeah, no chips. And also, that team, they had Gabriel in game week one. So you cannot use the Gabriel Saliba excuse any longer. The guy who's number one is... Uh, had Gabriel in game week one and still managed to come back and be ranked number one in the world uh, Watkins regret yes in hindsight but I'll get over it pretty quickly what did I yeah by the way just really quickly on Ariola, right I get it super annoying no clean sheet and let obviously Dubravka is now an option but let's just say for a second let's let's pretend that Dubravka wasn't an option which I know he is but let's just say he wasn't which goalkeeper do you want to move to I mean we're all really frustrated and we're all really aware of the lack of clean sheets from West Ham but who else got a clean sheet this week which other goalkeeper is absolutely smashing it right now Ray just conceded Flecken conceded to Luton no one's going for Bernie's goalkeeper. Pickford got a clean sheet. His second one of the season, I think. I mean, obviously, Newcastle got a clean sheet. Martinez conceded twice to Bournemouth. Sanchez has conceded twice to Brighton. Kelleher, everyone was talking about him last week. He just conceded three to Fulham. Spurs and Man City have conceded three. I just... Yeah, Ray, Ray is a good option. But then he's got three games in the next four where there's probably not a clean sheet. But anyway, Dubravka has become an option. So I guess he probably is the one. But also, he plays Spurs away in game week 16. So, hopefully no clean sheet there because Son's going to score. Would you stop playing FPL if it just feels like bad decision after another and affects your mood? Like, if anything affects you like to a point where it's, like, if, if, some, if you're playing something or doing something that's affecting you so much, there's no enjoyment and it's affecting your life, stuff like that, then yeah, get rid of the game. The game is not essential. Yeah, let me go back and answer a few of these questions. Ariola unlucky. Palace offered little, in my opinion. I know, I tweeted about this as well. I said something like, um, I said Crystal Palace had hardly, had hardly troubled West Ham, really, which they hadn't. Maybe that's the joke there. You put really on the end. So maybe you saw that. Maybe that was you. 
But yeah, they had hardly troubled them up until that point. Um, it was just a big mistake. So not ideal. Not ideal, but it happens. Uh, Trippier Alvarez to Harden. I oh, did that one already. Uh, kudos to Gordon or Son to Saka. Uh, neither. Just roll. Thinking of Saka to Son before 18. Thoughts? I'd probably just hold Saka. Uh, Jay, how's it going? Uh, good idea to use my free transfer to switch Mitchell for Zinchenko or Gabriel. Uh, nope. I would just play I would just play Mitchell. Can always do it the week after. Like Bournemouth home is good. Why do Sky Sports have the worst 2pm games? It feels like West Ham is the televised 2pm game every single week. And last time I, I was kind of moaning about that, it was actually a really good game against Nottingham Forest, but the West Ham Palace game was not good from either side. If Cunha was a mid, I'd bring him in. Uh, yeah, possibly a few people might think about that. Pray for Az. Why, what did Az do? I know he was thinking about selling a Dingra, who in the end didn't do anything. I see why people I see why people wanted to get rid of him now. Did I oh I saw, did he just sell Watkins for Darwin? I mean a lot of people did that. Terrible move. So, someone tweeted me and said when I said I I said it's looking like a terrible move, they said you shouldn't listen to the FPL experts. Now I know that, I won't listen to them. And I'll keep Watkins. See, I did 10k with small green arrows every week. I mean, sounds pretty good to me. 10k is great. When will City have a double game week? Possibly in game week 20, but it's not yet confirmed. If on wildcard, would you choose Semenyo over Archer? Yes. Yeah. I, I think Semenyo is looking like the better option. He's getting pretty regular minutes. I don't think he's been benched recently-ish. Let me just double check that. He started the last three games. Last time he was benched was against Man City. So his minutes are looking pretty good. And I just think Bournemouth are a better team. So Manu is going to get more chances than Archer is at Sheffield United. But I don't think I don't think Archer to Semenu is worth a transfer. But if you're wildcarding or whatever, or you need to get a cheap forward and you don't already have Archer, I would go for Semenu instead. Or maybe even Chris Wood. Would you start Taylor or Gay ahead of Liveramento, Simicast, and Gabriel? I would... No. Maybe Gay ahead of Liveramento. I, I would... I mean, Simicast might not start either, right? It's the same conversation as Darwin Nunez. Um, but I think I'd probably play Gabriel, Simicast, and Gay. I don't know, actually. Liveramento, though. He's quite attacking, isn't he? I think I'd put Liveramento first up. Have I considered free hitting in game week 18? Yeah, briefly, but I don't think I'm going to do it. I've only got two players that are blanking that week. I guess I don't have the greatest squad, but I'm hoping it'll be more useful later on. Would you buy Palmer or Gordon? Uh, Gordon, I think. Said that last week. Uh, answer Rehan's sell, uh, super chat before he self destructs I just went through them all, didn't I? I think... So. Oh, yeah, I went through them all. Rank these. Johnson, LaCelso, Kudis, Bowen. I did that one earlier. If you have a bad game week or just... Or two, just ignore the game for a while. If it affects your mood significantly, take a break. It's supposed to be fun. If that stops being the case, walk away. Exactly. There you go. Can we get some love for Cunha? Been returning lately. Good option off the bench. Uh, yes. Good option for that kind of money. Need a 1-8-1 formation with all these midfielders. But what about Watkins and Haaland and Solanke and Al Al even Alvarez um, got a return today? Alvarez was a bit unlucky not to get more than one return. He should have had an assist for Haaland. Um, but Haaland missed an absolute sitter. And he also hit the post as well. So it could have been a lot different. 
Uh, is anyone rising in price tonight? Good question. Let me have a look. Price changes. I can bring them up. Uh, I can try and bring them up. Let me just put this on a second. Oh, as if by magic. So, potentially players that could rise in price tonight. So, for anyone that's listening on Monday, this might be too late. But Saka, which is good for me. I already own him. LaSalle is up to 4.2 million. A bit annoying, but nothing I'm going to panic about. Fabian Share up to 5.3. That would be annoying because he is someone I might want to get later. Kelleher, which isn't a surprise, up to 4 potentially. Cunha from 5.5 to 5.6. Mikalenko, I, I wouldn't worry about bringing in Everton, even though they just got a clean sheet. And Zinchenko, 5.1 to 5.2 potentially. Um, in terms of players going down in price, Dan Byrne, I suspect the most engaged managers that own him have already gotten rid. Uh, Lewis Dunk, who's going to miss another game. Awanee's out for a while. Bowen could go down in price. That's a bit frustrating, I would say, if you're an owner that wants to hold on to him. You've already suffered one price drop. Now it's another one. And then Jensen. Tomorrow, just quickly, tomorrow, um, so that's from Monday night into Tuesday morning, uh, Trent, Isaac, Trippier could go up. Trippier to 7.1. That's mad. I suspect those transfers might slow down, but we'll see. Cash could go down in price again. That's really annoying for me. Because that will lose me uh, 0.1. Uh, I think... Oh, actually, no. Do you know what? It might not. Let me just double check that. I think I can suffer one more. Yes, one more price drop and I'm okay. Uh, Wilson might go down in price. By the way, apparently, Wilson is close to being back in training. Now, that's not from Newcastle directly, but it's from a pretty good um, source on Twitter. And if that's the case, Ezat might have a bit of rotation on his hands soon. Uh, Eze could be going down tomorrow. Uh, Anderson... Ramsdale, White, Neto, Saar, Olsen, Varane. There you go. I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna go through it anymore at this stage. Kudas, 31 points in four games. Been incredible for anyone that bought him in. Uh, I'm I am gonna sell cash, but I don't think I'm gonna I don't think I'm gonna get him this week. Uh, let me just go back onto this screen. But I, do, I just don't know if selling cash this week gives me enough of a, uh, a, enough upside, basically. Like, I do think if I had if I had Pedro Porro already, then I'd happily play him ahead of Gabriel or Gay, and I think that would be better. But I don't know if I need to make that transfer this week. I just think having two free transfers in game week 16 could be quite nice for me. Just to then decide what to do. Uh, are you selling cash? I'm planning to hold through to game week 20 and beyond. But do you think he was rested or has lost his place? I think... I don't think he's lost his place completely. But I think this would be enough to kind of put me off moving forward. That it could just happen again. And I think this is... This is basically what I thought was going to happen back in pre-season. And then didn't happen. For, for a few reasons, right? Mings got injured. I think Carlos had an injury as well. But I do think that... Um, Unai Emery likes this setup with the three centre-backs. And Cash can play it as well, where he tucks in. But then he's got to leave out someone like Carlos instead. And obviously, if he's tucking in as a centre-back, then he's only getting you clean sheets anyway. He's not really going to be as attacking. So I, I'm i worried enough. Like, what if we get to game week 18 and he doesn't play against Sheffield United? That would be really annoying. Because that's really the fixture you're holding him for now. So I am going to sell Cash. Um... 
I, I just personally don't need to do it this week. I can just bench him and I've got other players to play. That's the only reason. I just don't think there's enough. I don't think I gain enough from, from transferring him out this week. But I, I might still go Poro. Because I talked about Poro so much. I don't really now want to miss the West Ham game and have to bring him in against Newcastle. Yeah, that's the problem. You really want him for... The problem is, it's not just that he might miss game week 18. It's that if he does, you might also have other players and you could suddenly be down to like eight or nine... Eight or nine options for that game week. I just don't think that Matty Cash is so good. He's worth keeping hold of. But of course, it's all about your own team and how many transfers and stuff you've got. Again, I, I kind of like the idea of rolling so I can then decide what to do with... with um, with cash next week instead basically which might still just be to bring in poro so i am tempted just to do it this week the problem is now i'm falling into that i wouldn't say it's a trap but when i did matoma to Burma a week early it was like well i can do that because i'm going to roll in game week 14 then we got to game week 14 watkins was a slight doubt right that's literally what unai emery had said and I was like, well, I can just roll in game week 15 so I can just make the move to Darwin. Now we're at game week 15. My main thing is to roll, but I could just get par and roll in 16 instead, right? And I just keep doing that and doing that. I just think at some point I would like two transfers because if something big happens, like if Saka or Son or someone like that was to get injured, then I'd like to have the two moves to distribute the funds straight away. But anyway, yes, I think cash is perfectly good to go if, you, if you've got a spare transfer for it why is lord taylor on the bench you're giving everyone else a chance uh taylor stays on the bench unfortunately yes second sub i might move him ahead of archer though that is tempting thoughts on kunisevsky i just i still don't think he's a great fpl option to be honest i got i will say though i've said that i don't can't remember his price he is seven million yeah i just i find it hard to like where would I slot him into this midfield? And you might not have the same midfield for sure, but I just think like in Burmo is probably a better option. Sterling's on four yellows, so that one's tricky. Bowen for a little bit more money, I'd prefer. I don't know. I just not. I think Kulusevski's like one of those players that's really good in real life, but not necessarily great from an FPL point of view. I mean, took it obviously, you know, good goal today. But I just, I don't like it. I mean, there's so many, like, 5.5 million-ish penalty-taking midfielders. I just don't know if Kudasevsky really deserves a spot, even in a five-man midfield. Not next week, Tuesday. Yeah, I know, but I'm talking, when I say next week, I'm, I'm talking game week, right? I mean, I'll say next week whether the deadline's in two days or two weeks. You know what I mean. Uh, Brennan Johnson might be a good enabler. Uh, it's worth saying that Richarlison is back now. He was in the squad. So he might take some minutes off of Brennan Johnson. But because of the way they're playing with Kudasevsky at the moment being a bit more central, Brian Hill was on the left and Brennan Johnson was on the right. So Richarlison could just come in for Hill instead. I, long and the short of it is, I think Brendan Johnson's minutes are pretty good moving forward. But Richarlison being back is maybe a little bit of a, a little bit of a hindrance, but maybe not enough to not go for him. The keeper is the way your eleven gets more points next week. Ariola unlikely to keep a clean sheet versus Spurs. Porry doesn't improve as much as the keeper would. I, yeah, I think I should just roll. I don't think I should do either move. I don't necessarily think that Dubravka gets a clean sheet either. 
Is Dubravka worth a minus four to get him in early and catch the good fixtures? But you're taking a minus four to not catch the good fixtures. You're taking a minus four to get the two worst fixtures of the next five. Like Newcastle are good enough to get a clean sheet against Everton and Spurs, but do we think it's going to happen? Hate to miss out on Gordon. Who would you transfer out for him? Sterling or Inbermo? No, you can't transfer out Inbermo for Gordon. Sterling maybe, but I probably wouldn't do it. Uh, do I think Simakas gets a rest? I would say yes, one of the next two games. Uh, love the jumper, thank you very much. It is Christmas time, of course. Christmas time. I just realised I haven't changed the music after 45 minutes. I'm going to put on my Christmas playlist. I need to get Bruno out. Is Gordon the best option? Um, no, not necessarily. It depends how much money you've got to spend. Like I'd rather have Son than Gordon. But do you have enough money for that? Do you already have Son? Thoughts on Thiago Silva with the good upcoming fixtures? I want a Chelsea defender, and he might be the best option, but I'm not sure I can bring myself to buy him. He's one of those he's one of those weird options where I almost it's almost like I feel like he needs a will need a rest, but maybe he doesn't. Maybe he is just gonna keep going forever. So yeah, I think I think Thiago Silva is the most nailed Chelsea defender. And I guess to be fair, who who isn't uh, sorry, who is gonna play all the fixtures over Christmas? Maybe Thiago Silva is the one. I'm not against bringing him in, let me just say that. Has he had a rest at all? He's played 90 minutes every game. The, the thing we have to remember about Chelsea's minutes is they haven't really had a huge amount of midweek fixtures. So this squad's not necessarily used to it right now, or, or this season. Uh, who's the best replacement for Matoma, not in Burma or Palmer? Probably Gordon. Just go straight to Gordon. Just remember, obviously, with Gordon, that he is a little bit of a doubt this week. I suspect he'll be fine. But it might be worth just not taking that risk. Maybe just keep Matoma for one more game. It's Brentford at home, right? Goals are flying in on both sides. Unless the defender is from Arsenal and Newcastle, they need to have attacking threat. I mean, maybe. Arsenal got a clean sheet last week with no attacking returns against... Oh, sorry, they were in... Uh, yeah, okay, I get it. They were an Arsenal defender. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I got a Palace clean sheet. I get the point in general, though. But I still think Chelsea's fixtures are pretty good and worth looking at. How did you get on in Sky this week? Not great. I mean, I captained in Burma over Saliba, so that was like a two-point gain. Um, Gross came on and got shot tier, I think. I captained Haaland over Salah in that game as well, so that was good. But I didn't have any Newcastle, so I did fall in rank. I think I'm just outside the top 200 now on one of my teams. I got Saliba captain Tuesday... Salah captain Wednesday and Son on Thursday, I think. Uh, and one transfer planned. I bought in Tim Tim Ream for Dunk. <laughs> um, and so far, he's on five points from that transfer. If he gets a clean sheet against Forrest, I'm putting that down as a, as a successful transfer. And then I'm going to sell him to Romero, I think. What's my plans to offload African Cup of Nation and Asia Cup players? Uh, probably wait until much closer to the time and just transfer them out. But who for? No idea. No idea yet. It could be like, I don't know, it could be a second Arsenal midfielder if I've got rid of my double up in defence. Could be a Man United player. Who knows? I don't even really know who's got good fixtures in January onwards. Bearing in mind, some of these players might only miss like one or two games. Who's even got good fixtures by then? When is... So, African Cup of Nations is going to be around game week 21. 
So if I just go, doo -doo -doo, hang on, let me just bring this up here. Oh, I could have just done that on the other page. So if I just go, if you want to check out Hub, by the way, links in the description below. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So let's just do 21 to 26 for attack. You're Man United, Spurs at home, Wolves away, West Ham at home. I mean, they're okay fixtures. Fernandes or Rashford, maybe, who knows? Brighton, probably not going to go back there. Sheffield United, definitely not. Liverpool, Darwin Nunez, just hold on to him. Maybe, I, maybe that's the plan. Maybe I'll hold on to Darwin Nunez all the way. Fulham, no. Palace, maybe Eze. Villa, Watkins. I really don't know. I don't know who I'm going to buy. Um, I would. My my main advice would be probably don't fret over it too much just yet. So we still got the whole of December to go. Uh, play Taylor or Cash. I'd probably play Taylor over Cash. Uh, what's people saying? I've missed super chats. Which one did I miss? Uh, you missed my super chat. Can you? Can you? I don't think I did. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't miss it. I said I wouldn't do either. Been off the grid this weekend at family events. Have you heard any updates on Gordon? No, we're not going to get one before the deadline, almost certainly. FPL should gift the manager something for Christmas, like an extra chip or something. I don't see that happening. Get rid of cash or Diaby. I, I mean, probably cash first, but it depends who you haven't got, right? I mean, I guess I'd probably, if you can bench cash, I'd rather get a, an attacker in. Play Maguire over Taylor. Uh, Man United got Bournemouth at home this week, right? Oh, no, sorry. It's, it's Chelsea. It's Bournemouth afterwards. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd probably play Maguire at home, I think. As a non-player, Sky Fantasy sounds so weird when you talk about it. I know, like... I mean, to be fair, dunk to Tim Ream wasn't necessarily a great move anyway, but it was also viable. It's just not a move you'd probably make in FPL. Basically, the main differences are you can make transfers during the game week, you get a captain every day there's a game on, and you get points for tackles, shot tiers, passes, and stuff like that as well. So there's some players in Sky that are much better than they are in FPL. Like, in FPL, if they were fit, you'd go for Estrepinian over Dunk. In Sky, you'd definitely go for Dunk over Estrepinian because he just gets passes every single game. But I won't talk too much about Sky here. Do I think Lascelles plays 17, 18, and 19? I do if Botman's out. Is he going to be out? I just don't know. I just don't know. You do own Ream in FPL. I guess at least you bench him. I had to play him because you don't have a bench in Sky. So I had team, Tim Ream's minus one point today. Uh, that that website for the price change, I'll just link it now. Hang on. Do, 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 do. Find my bit.ly link here a sec. I'm not even logged in. Oh, I haven't got it here. It's on, it's on Fantasy Football Hub anyway. It's free. You can go and check it out. Uh, have I ever been approached by FPL? Uh, not really. Well, it's got on the FPL show, I guess. If you had Solanke, would you bench Gay for Liveramento? My, I'm not sure what Solanke's got to do. I would just play Gay. Cause he's, I, okay, I see what you mean. But I would just probably play Gay. He's got the better fixture on paper. I mean, you could go for the upside play, but I think Gay is better than Liveramento. Do I think Pope injury makes Newcastle defence worse or does it only make Dubravka a good option? I think it does both, right? You lose your main goalkeeper, you're usually not quite as good. But there's there's degrees of how much worse it makes you. Like If you if, if people agree that Newcastle is a top three defence in the Premier League, does it now make them 
the 15th best defense? Of course not, right? It still keeps them easily in the top five. And obviously, Pope being out has to make Dubravka a better option by definition because he's actually going to get minutes now. So it's kind of it's kind of both. Uh, that jumper looks warm. It is quite warm, actually. Maybe even too warm, you could say. Uh, is it worth keeping Aint Nuri for Forest next weekend, or should I move to uh, Poro? I don't think Aint Nuri's going to be back, is he? Um, he's red flagged until the 9th of December, which is Saturday. Uh, yeah, I'd probably just get Poro. I feel sick. I left 20 points with Gordon and Taylor on the bench. Captain Salah and sold Watkins to Darwin. Ouch. I mean, 51 points, not that bad. City would know Rodri at Villa is going to be interesting. Don't, yeah, don't, I know that. Don't say that to me after I've just sold Ollie Watkins. What's my best ever FPL finish? Uh, like 1,200 and something, I think. Maybe 1,300 and something. Surely it's better to wait a week and bring in Reese James than get rid of cash for Poro now. Is, is Reese James a better option than Poro? Let's, um, let's put it to the test. Oh. Let me start. Wait, why? Oh yeah, start a poll. Um, who's the better option? Apologies if you listen on podcast now and and live while I'm typing. Paro, James. I mean, I've already mentioned Paro quite a lot, so it's probably going to skew the poll a little bit. But I just I just worry about Reese James' injury record. I just think there's a good chance that Paro will play most of the games in December, whereas surely Reese James is getting rested even if he's fit two free transfers mitchell or cash to james or carwell for game week 18 i would say cash to james but i wouldn't do it this week i just oh you got two free transfers yeah cash to james i would take the risk on him in your case in your situation i think poro is better than carwell but he is like 0.8 million more expensive yeah that that is kind of my thing with reese james is that I have been burnt by him in the past. Now, I still think there is an incredible player there, an incredible FPL player. But I just don't think he can play... I think he'll play against Man United, and then straight away I'm thinking, will he definitely play the game after that? I guess if you're not buying him this week, then you can wait and see how many minutes he gets against Man United. But then you've got the same thing between game weeks 18 and 20 over Christmas. There's quick turnarounds. And I think for Chelsea, I can't remember now, I don't think... So they play Man United on Wednesday, then Everton on Sunday. So he could potentially play that game and Sheffield United on the 16th. But for over the Christmas period, game week 18 is the 24th of December, Sunday. Then they play on Wednesday, the 27th, and then Saturday, the 30th. Like Reese James is not going to play all those games. Um, and, and look, the same thing could be said of Pedro Porro. Like Players need a rest, okay? So he might get one game off as well, but... I don't think it's as likely. Like, Spurs play Thursday, Sunday, Friday. Wow, that's... Yeah, Thursday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday. Thursday. I mean, that's there's huge gaps between those games. I don't know if they've got Carabao... Are they in the Carabao Cup still, Spurs? Or did they get knocked out? I think they got knocked out. Did they? Someone tell me. So I don't have to go and check it. I could just check it. <laughs> Maybe I'll check it. Spurs fixtures. No, they don't have Carabao Cup or anything. Um, knocked out by Fulham. So the next five games, I, I don't see Pedro Porro getting rested at all. 
And look, you could be right that Spurs aren't going to get many clean sheets. They've got West Ham at home, Newcastle at home, Forest away, Everton at home, Brighton away. I mean, what games in there could they potentially get a clean sheet? West Ham, Forest and Everton maybe. But then they've got Bournemouth at home in game week 20. That, that's the only time I could see Porro being rested between 19 and 20, which is the 28th of December to the 31st. But then they got a two-week break. So I I don't think Porro gets a rest. Maybe one game. And he, and he's just I think Porro's just as attacking as Reese James, to be honest with you. Looking at the numbers, it's very, it's very close. Yeah, of course. If, if Reese James wasn't so injury prone, it'd be an amazing option. We'd all probably own him, well, maybe not already because he's suspended, but we'd all be looking at him more. Chelsea do have better fixtures, but I just think the injury issues plus the minutes will mean that Poro won't be that much worse of a, an option. I think he could be better as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Reese James. He could be amazing. And maybe targeting the fixtures is the better play. And I might do it. By the time, if I, if I roll this week, then I think there's every chance that I bring in Reese James before Poro. But I just think over December, you just put par in your team and you just probably leave him most weeks. Uh, I just did the 500th like. What do I win? You win my admiration and uh, gratitude. If you haven't already hit the like button, make sure you do. And that subscribe button would be much appreciated. I'd be priced out of Palmer if I don't get Pari before his next price change. Makes sense to bring him in early. I mean, if you're dead, I always say this. If you're absolutely sure about your transfers and you're going to be priced down, it's definitely what you want to do, then you can move early as long as you're willing to accept that that's a bit of a risk. I think if you don't consider injuries, Reese is clearly better. Well, yeah, but you, why would you not consider the fact that... I mean, he hasn't played a huge amount of minutes this season. We know he's probably going to be rested. Like you have to, you, well, I don't know why you wouldn't consider that. So just bring in James and replace him, if anything. But then you add an extra transfer, right? Potentially down the line. With Porro, you just put him in and leave him. And also, I don't think that... I don't think that Porro's fixtures are that bad. Chelsea's are better, though, for sure. Trent will be the new Trippier, mark my words. I mean, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a massive shout after Trent's just got two attacking returns in a row and two really good fixtures and season upon season of great returns. But... He is a great option, yeah. Can't believe Paro is winning the poll. Uh, I mean, to be fair, Reece James has been suspended and lots of people have been talking about Paro, so it is maybe a bit skewed. I'm going to leave it there anyway. 66% say Paro, 34% Reece James. Who knows? By next week, I might go for Reece James. Bigger FPL troll, Reece James or Luca Dean. I mean, Luca Dean's been doing great this year, hasn't he? If you've got quality on your bench, go Reese. I've seen some people with some crazy benching headaches recently. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, I probably, again, if I roll this week and I get to Chelsea's fixtures next week and I see Everton away, Sheffield United at home, Wolves away, Palace at home, Luton away, Fulham at home, I probably will talk myself into not being able to resist that. But if, if Reese James plays against Man United, which he definitely will, right, because he's just been suspended for the last game, so he's had a rest... They're going to want him for that game. Does he definitely play against Everton on Sunday? I mean, this is the problem with Reese James. I think he probably plays Sheffield United and Wolves, although they also have a Carabao Cup game against Newcastle, I think. Somewhere in between. I, I just don't know if I'm going to do it to myself again. I'm, I might even go for Thiago Silva instead. 
Uh, Josie Sar did pick up an injury. I don't know how bad it is, though. Who do I prefer, Saka and Carwell or Sterling and Parry? Definitely Saka and Carwell. I think. Watkins is the big... Yeah, what, Watkins does seem one of those players that scores really well when you don't own him and only gets the old four or five. Uh, busy month ahead. Don't lose your voice. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Does Chelsea ever rest Reese James when he's fit? I mean, I don't think they want to, but maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe they need to just get with the program and realise that he needs a bit of a break every now and again. I mean, it could be that he comes off early instead. Like, he came off on the 63rd minute against Man City. He's not made it... Reese James hasn't made it past 80 minutes once this season. They have to be conscious about the amount of injuries. Yeah, I think... Again, I think people are really... I think it's really clear for everyone that Reese James is first choice right back and he's fantastic. But we shouldn't just disregard his fitness uh, when we're thinking about him. You can... You can look at his fitness and say I know it's not great but I still want to buy him that's perfectly fine but I don't think you should completely ignore it like, no one should be doing that does Simicast get dropped I mean it's pretty clear that Simicast is first choice left back it's just about how many games he'll play yeah of course if Reece James comes off in the 61st minute happy days right but it might not always work like that we shall see we shall see Okay, I think I'm going to leave it there because it's quite a condensed um, condensed period now until the next deadline, which is on Tuesday. So we've got a video coming out tomorrow morning, then another one in the evening, then another one Tuesday morning, then deadline stream on Tuesday evening. So I'm going to leave this stream there. Anything I haven't covered, I'll try and cover in the rest of the videos this week. If you have enjoyed this one and you listen on podcast, please do make sure to rate five stars. Give it a like and hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and I will catch you again early-ish tomorrow morning for transfer tips team selection in the evening and then final thoughts on tuesday before the deadline stream i'll catch you then thanks for joining me and i'll see you again soon sports social podcast network